there it is. Hello and welcome to the Overcome Yourself podcast. My name is Nicole and I'm so excited. Well, you guys already know my name is Nicole. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, and I'm so excited to be here today with Miss Jade. And Jade is, um, okay, you help, you help people with getting really healthy and your anti-diet. Do I have that right? Yes. I yeah, that. pretty much. Okay, so now that I'm done butchering what you do, I want you to tell us how you help your clients. And I'm so excited to hear about your anti-diet um, and just, you know, having a healthy lifestyle, right? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. It's so needed, like more so than ever, if the past two years, almost two years haven't taught us that already. So I'm Jade. Thank you so much for having me. I'm totally honored. And thank you for inviting me onto the podcast. Um, yeah, so I help women not only just with their lifestyle and health and fitness goals, but also the most important thing is that they can sustain it and make it part of their lifestyle as opposed to something they kind of start and stop, start and stop. Because I think we all hear this so often over social media of this coming like on and off track. And, you know, I've been there myself before, so no judgments at all for any of the listeners. Um, I think we've all been there before, especially as women, because we feel that pressure to like get it right to look a certain way and stuff like that so I'm all for helping women with their body goals and their body confidence but as long as it's done in a sustainable manner and most importantly of course that we don't have any of this like oh I can't eat this I can't eat that I'm scared of eating bread and all of that because I'm just overhearing this I don't know about you (laughs) yes and you know what like it's it's what you say especially as if you've ever dieted before you know one of the things that you quickly learn is like what you said it's not sustainable um mm-hmm. like it doesn't make sense like because as soon as you like if you cut something out of your life like if if it's something you love french fries you cut french fries out of your life and then you start eating french fries like psh, that's it like it's over so it's finding that balance and something that was really important to, that i figured out is getting more active. What do you think about that? Do you do you agree with, um, especially for entrepreneurs that were working at our computers all day, right? Um, so is that a yeah. big part of what you do too? Yeah, 100%, exactly what you just said, especially with entrepreneurs, because most of my clients are entrepreneurs and some of them are parents as well. So they've got like the added pressure of like raising kids and also running their own show. So it's really important that those people especially find time to prioritize themselves because they're constantly giving themselves to everybody else. So I know I'm guilty of that as well in terms of like, I just give everything to my clients sometimes. And I that's a mistake I made in the beginning of my business. But now it's about, you know, you do have to, you know, there, there is that saying of you can't pour from an empty cup. So it's so important that we get up and we have these days of like movement, just doing something. But a lot of people, unfortunately, are, you know, they get paralyzed by the fear of making a mistake or like perfectionism or they want everything to be right before they start. They want to get like their training routine or down to a T. And it's like, that's great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like it's good to be organized, but some people are just hyper organized. And the truth is your body just wants to move it just wants some sort of movement it doesn't want you going crazy doing crossfit six times a week you know especially if you're new to this if you just shock your body like that you're (laughs) it's gonna be game over (laughs) man have I learned that the hard way and you know what I think this like what you said I know that you're talking about health and fitness 
But what you said is something that I am preaching to my clients, to the people in my free group all the time. Done mm -hmm. is better than perfect. Yes. It doesn't matter. Just get started. So, you know, like, for example, I was like, I don't know what to do to get more active. You know what? Let me go on longer walks with my dog. Like, I'm not running mm -hmm. marathons, but I just, you know, started going to the end of the next block instead of the first. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. So because done is better than perfect. And then along the way, I'll figure out, you know, oh, let me add some weights or let me do this. Um, but I love that. And it, I mean, it's so it goes right along with, you know, the entrepreneurship journey. This is just something we got to do. We don't have to be good at it at first, but we got to we got to try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all about trying. And what you just said about like, then you added some weights to your workout. That is exactly it. It's all about, you know, like, oh, I'll start with this, then I'll make the intensity or I'll make it longer then I'll add some weights and then you refine it as you go along. Then you start challenging yourself as you go along. And then it's not so, it's not so daunting. Then it's kind of just a case of like, you're taking it as it comes. And then when you get more confident because you've built that momentum, then you can start, you know, implementing different things, making bigger plans, you know, setting yourself bigger goals. Cause a lot of people are a bit scared to do that in the beginning because they're kind of like, Oh, what if I set a goal and I can't hit it? Or they just don't have a goal at all because they're like, I can't even think about that right now. But how do I get started? Or, and then that procrastination. <laughs> yeah. Go. Or what about they have a really bad association with setting fitness goals because it's always been a New Year's resolution and then they've never followed through. And now they have like this, they've developed this thing where I'm I'm not someone that follows through on fitness. And now you have this self-talk that you've created over all these years and you have, you're putting all this stress on yourself because you think of it as a New Year's resolution. I have to change my whole life. And yeah. that doesn't work, <laughs> you know? And so you have to create new track records, at least for me, that's what worked for me and be like, you know yeah. what? I'm a person that follows through and, you know, be like, make it simple. The most important thing I think I did for myself, I lost 60 pounds last year. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So everybody in the pandemic is like, I gained weight. And I was like, that didn't happen to me. And actually mm -hmm. what ended up happening was I was, because everybody's like, what'd you do? And I was like, I don't know, but it was, I was running a company and it made me active. I was walking and I was lifting boxes all day that were about mm -hmm. 25 pounds. I didn't hurt myself. And yeah. then when I stopped doing that, I start, I talked to my doctor. I'm like, I plateaued. Like what happened? Like, this was amazing. She's like, oh, well, you're getting your steps, but that's to maintain your weight. Now you've got to lift weights. And I was like, oh my God, I was lifting weights and I hadn't even realized it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I learned to reincorporate that and, and that movement into my life so that I could, you know, defeat the plateau and just feel healthier, just feel better, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. And, and it's it was so just, true what you said. Yeah. And about you see, keeping it, was, it simple. Yes, <laughs> Sorry. And, no, 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 no. You're fine. I just wanted to say it wasn't like I went out, like you said, I didn't go out and do CrossFit. It was just something that was happening in my daily routine where I, I was just walking a lot. Like, you know, I was going to appointments and I had to go do this and I went over there and I went to the storage and, mm -hmm. and, you know, I was walking around my house and I was carrying boxes and it just happened naturally. And so I realized, 
holy crap, I don't have to set aside two hours a day to go to the gym and be miserable and do be counting reps. Cause I hate, you know, you get bored. Like it's boring yes. to me. I don't want to sit there and count to a hundred, 500 times. And I was like, I can just incorporate these things into my day. So do you teach your clients kind of like, is that, am I on the right track here? Did I just discover something amazing of myself? <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely bang on track about first of all, keeping it simple, doing it as part of your lifestyle, not overthinking it. You're not going to the gym counting 4 million reps. You're not, you're not going, you're not putting two hours aside in your diary for just the gym and, you know, hurting yourself, not hurting yourself in the progress, but some people I think used that to every that. day. I used mm. to hurt myself. Yes. Trying yeah, and to people keep up. Think- mm-hmm. People think it needs to be painful. They think it needs to be hard. And it is so simple to just get started, get moving. And then once you're actually in that routine, like you start making a different track record. I think you mentioned track records over over, um, a couple of minutes ago about when people start something on New Year's, they're like, oh, well, I'm only a New Year person. And every time I start that, it goes wrong. So they assume every other time is going to go wrong. But then you've set that new track record and been like, well, actually, I managed to do this without even overthinking it. I was just turning up to work. I was just running my own business. I was just running my own show, whatever it is you were doing. And then after that, you were like, oh, actually, I've hit a plateau now. So what do I need to do? Okay, well, we need to challenge ourselves a little bit more. And then that's when you start refining your process. That's Mm -hmm. literally it. I've actually got a three-step process to coming out of perfectionism. And that is the third point, is refining your process. I love that. Tell me about that. Tell me about what you just said. Give me more. So there's so a lot of women struggle with that perfectionism and being like, oh, I need to have all my ducks in a row before I actually get started. So I created this system where I was like, if you want to get out of that, because some people are aware they're in it and they can't get out of it. And some people aren't aware they're in it yet. So for those who are aware that they're in that perfectionism cycle and they want to get out of it because they're just not getting results. The first step is just identifying, right what is this actual goal? What do I want? Because a lot of people avoid this part because they're kind of like, oh, well, I don't have a goal. So whatever, I'll just leave it for another day. And they're hoping to like get this inspiration from somewhere. And they're hoping they're going to go through Instagram and find this quote and it's going to get them moving or someone's going to send them a message and they're going to get up in five minutes. So no, set that goal, whatever it is, take the action. That is the most important part. Well, they're all important. But second is just take the action, get moving, do something. If your goal is to lose 10 pounds or 20 pounds, don't overthink this whole long gym routine in your head. Just move. Just do. Oh, no. All you can do right now, just make sure it's part of your lifestyle and you're not like beating yourself up about it. And the third point is then you refine afterwards. So you'll notice you start seeing changes and then you're kind of like, "Mm, actually, I'm going to give myself a bit more of a challenge because once you're at that third point of refining um refining your routine and you know making those little tweaks and changes here and there you have the confidence in yourself because you've got the track record of actually doing the work and once you do the work and record the work you're like oh I've actually done this for myself I'm quite proud and then you feel more confident actually being a bit more ballsy with your goals like oh you know what I'm gonna go for you know toning up or getting lean or dropping body fat whatever it is that the goal is from there then you redefine it and go oh actually in order to do that I'll need to go to the gym and start with weights. And then the next challenge is there. But the truth is we're always being challenged in life anyway. So if you just try to avoid it all the time, you're not going to like learn or grow or get anywhere really. And you said something, you said something here that is an entire chapter in my upcoming book. 
The title of this chapter is Motivation is a Lie. Mm -hmm. And I talk about the distinction between inspiration and motivation and how most people think that motivation is going to strike out of nowhere. That's mm -hmm. not true. Inspiration can come out of nowhere. Inspiration is something that can happen. You're inspired like the, you had an idea. But motivation, that doesn't come from nowhere. Motivation is kinetic energy. In order to become motivated, we have to get into action. And from mm -hmm. that action, motivation snowballs, but it doesn't come from nowhere. And a lot of people are sitting around waiting to get motivated to start a business. Usually I'm talking about this in the business perspective, but I think it aligns so well here, right? And we're 100%. waiting for this motivation. And then you realize, you know, the us that have like built our businesses and we've done these things, we realize motivation <laughs> is something that we have to build up you know like yes um, I make the distinction of I'm motivated to lose weight right so that's a motivation but you the mo the real motivation is each day is I'm motivated to go to the gym and and it doesn't you know if you just wait to get motivated to go to the gym today it's not gonna happen Mm -hmm. not you have to get in the gym you have to get on the treadmill and then you have five minutes just five minutes I just promised myself just five minutes and then you're there and you're like you know what I'm not tired I could do five more minutes you know and that's how I've tricked myself sometimes into getting things done but motivation that as people know it is such a big lie and I love to tell my entrepreneurs inspiration strikes out of nowhere motivation has to be created it's kinetic energy and it's only going to work when you work it what do you think about that <laughs> no honestly you've just hit the nail on the head that's exactly it motivation is not something that's just gonna like I see this in a lot of Facebook groups where people are like oh I'm really like demotivated can someone help me or what shall I do or you know they're just looking for like a helping hand and there's a lot of people in the comments who say something along the lines of it's all about discipline and okay there's a place for discipline I don't really want to go into that right right now but I think when you just say to someone who's really struggling with motivation yeah just be disciplined it's hardly helping them because if anything that's probably going to make them feel 10 times worse and they're going to be like they're suddenly going to think in their heads oh actually I'm not disciplined either that's another thing I need to be and another thing that I'm not so I think when people say that to someone who's struggling with motivation it's just actually quite degrading in a way and I understand maybe that person's trying to help, but it really doesn't help that person because like you said, motivation is just, it comes from action. And if you're not used to taking that action, unfortunately, you are always going to be faced with the, the challenge of always being like, oh, I've got no energy today. I've got no motivation. What shall I do? And then looking in Facebook groups where unfortunately you're going to find a lot of random, <laughs> random stuff from people. No. So that is, that's such a good point. And I think motivation is more, um, like more related to momentum. We've got to, mm -hmm. you know, we've got to grow it and build it up. Um, such a good point. Now, um, we, it, I asked you some questions, um, you know, when we were scheduling for our interview, um, and you mentioned, taking control of your disordered eating. Um, so mm -hmm. when I was growing up, um, the words um, anorexia and bulimia were thrown around. And that was um, something that, you know, 
I went through. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And so for me, the, you know, usually it's stop eating, don't eat carbs, don't eat this, don't eat that. But for me, it's been the opposite. So do you have any advice from that side of learning to eat again, um, learning to love food again, because that has been a big struggle for me. And a lot of people are like dieting, but I need to add more food, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, instead of taking away. So what advice do you have from that side? Is that something you work with? Um, I can't, I can't say it from a professional standpoint of like, from someone who's like a psychologist or eating habit professional or anything like that. I can only go off my own experience and the experience that I've had with past and present clients. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't want anyone to misinterpret anything that I'm saying, like, oh, she's not a pro or whatever. But um, it's all about learning to have emotional balance between how you view your food. So for some people, everyone, there's a lot of misconception out there about like anorexia and bulimia being, oh, some this person doesn't like food. But it's so much more than that. In a lot of cases, it's actually about more like binging instead of depriving themselves of food. So it's down to how you view food and the mental side of it this is why it's so important that people really hone in on their mindsets before they start any kind of healthy lifestyle or healthy fitness regime or anything along those lines especially if it's something they're not used to or they've not had in their lives before then it's really beneficial to kind of look into any kind of thought processes that you might have around food or any assumptions that you might have around training. So for example, oh, I need to sacrifice all my favorite foods in order to lose weight, for example, or I need to sacrifice all my time to be in the gym in order to like look a certain way. So the, these are examples of things that come up for people who it's not natural for them in their lifestyle. It's never been part of their lifestyle, but they want to change because change can be, of course, challenging, but it's also the biggest challenge is actually the mindset. It's not so much the food. It's not so much like, oh, I need to learn how to eat better. Oh, I need to learn how to like view food differently or like this food or like that food. A lot of people are like, oh, but I don't like veg. I need to force myself to like it. There's, it's a lot deeper than that. It's actually a mental issue. It's not a physical, it just shows physically, but it's actually a mental issue. So it's better to work on how you view food, the emotions around it, learning that it's all about behaviors and habits instead of like, oh, this food is bad or this food is good and stuff like that. Cause this is just surface level stuff. I love it. And it is incredible how my eating habits did change when I worked on my mindset and mm -hmm. how that, that um, like food wasn't like villainous anymore, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, you know, like it's food and you understand. Um, and another thing that I had to learn was that I'm in the process of learning is eating for nutrition instead of like for for comfort or mm -hmm. for you know like for emotions um just because you like something um and so learning you know and it, it but you're right you're 100% correct that it's all it's all mindset and and I see here in the other question you mentioned healing past traumas and it's interesting how we develop those habits around food. And one of the things that um, I remember learning about myself is one of the doctors told me, you know, this is because you feel like you don't have a sense of control. Food is the only mm -hmm. thing 
you can control, you know, cause I yes. was really young. And so you, you, I was in that phase where I'm not a kid, but I'm not an adult. And, you know, you're like, and so food was the one thing that I could control. Right. And so I wouldn't eat it or I would eat too much. Um, and so the evolution of me, of my relationship with food changed as I worked on my mindset and I was trying to force myself for these, you know, to eat these foods or to do these exercises. And it wasn't until the mindset work was done that it just kind of, it kind of fell into place. You know, it wasn't something that I had to like really think about. Um, it was kind of like, you know what, I just, I want to eat something healthier today. What other options can I make? You know, how can I make this meal healthier, you know, instead of frying it, can I, you know, things like that and making tiny adjustments. So I love that. Um, Okay, and then you have the 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 freebie that you have on spotting the signs of overcoming self sabotage. Were those the three steps that we talked about earlier? Uh, no, they weren't. The self sabotage is something completely different. That's like okay, five so spotting the. Yeah, so the self sabotage is spotting the five signs of how we self sabotage because a lot of the time we're not in realization of it especially if we're new to this so how to spot the signs and most importantly how to actually overcome them as well and a, a lot of them we've actually spoken about a lot of the points like what the first one is like you're waiting for everything to be perfect um you know relying on supplements thinking that they're gonna like speed up your process or stuff like that or make you healthier overnight <laughs> or you know stuff like a lot of women rely on the scales to tell them whether something's working or not and yes, weight loss is an aspect of being healthy. However, it's not the be all and end all. And most of the time for the look, for the, from my experience, the look that women are trying to create aesthetically, you do not need a scale for that because the scale is just after a while, it just becomes a hindrance and it starts actually putting you off your training. As long as you're looking the way and feeling the way you want to feel in order for you to be fully confident in yourself and have that body confidence, the scale is literally just, yeah, it's, it's a pile of crap. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, no, no. That makes it's It's really important to know. And like someone once told me, just remember muscle weighs more than fat. And so like, if you're working out and you're building muscle, you might be leaner, but your weight might still be kind of similar because you're, the muscle weighs a little bit more than fat does, but it doesn't take up as much space. Right. And so yeah. that's why that's a big reason why we can't depend. <laughs> I think like I remind myself, you know, too, that um, it's not all about that, you know, when it, but you know what it is about? Like when you, when you feel comfortable, like you put mm -hmm. on a shirt and you're like, huh, I like this, you know, exactly. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those that is, that's what makes I mean, that's what makes you excited, you know, like the number on the scale doesn't mean anything going out and feeling confident going to dinner and feeling confident in your outfit. That means the world that could change your whole that could change your life if you meet the right person and you make connections and whatever, you know, so it's so it's so much more important than those numbers on the scale. I love it. I love everything you're about, Jay. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Um, okay, so where we can get the freebie, I'm going to have the link. Uh, perfect. I'm going to have the link down in the notes. Um, so do you have any, um, any last minute tips that you want to share with, uh, with our fellow entrepreneurs here as we get ready to sign up? Yeah, definitely. Um, don't let perfectionism get in your way. And if they're an entrepreneur, there's a strong chance they know how that feels, especially running your own show. 
and take the damn action. And a lot of them, again, will know how to do that because they would have known that in order to start getting action in their business, they would have had to have just like start imperfect and then make it refined as you go along. So make it perfect as you go along. And by all means, if you are tracking your progress in any way, use a tape measure. It's just so much more, so much less hassle. Like I literally use a scale maybe like once a month just to just to see if I'm in that range still. But otherwise I usually use my tape measure and just go off that. (laughs) Okay. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, absolutely. It has been so much fun. I've learned so much. I absolutely love, like I said, everything you're about. And um, make sure that you check out Jade um, on, we'll have her the links to, um, so that you can access her, you can talk to her uh, in the show notes. Um, And if you have any questions, her email will be down there as well. So thanks for listening. And um, we'll talk soon, Jade. I'll see you soon. Speak to you soon. Bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.